Hi everyone, my name is Renee Huang and I'm the founder of Wild Women Tribe and the host of Ignite Podcast. Ignite is a way of connecting women who are doing inspirational things in the community around central topics that really matter. Today we will be discussing the idea of harmony and I'm super excited to introduce you to two wonderful women who know each other through probably one degree of separation but are meeting here for the first time. So we have Rachel Retzer <laughs> and Michelle Dufford Hathaway. Duffer. Welcome, Stafford. <laughs> Thank you. I'm really excited for you guys to sit down and discuss Harmony because I feel like both of you um, have been super inspiring to me in the way that you've able to navigate through transitions and things in life in a seemingly very easy way. So I want to learn from you more and I want you to share how you're able to do that. Um, can we first start off with what harmony even means. Um, I feel like the idea of balance is something that people are really kind of opening up to. And for me, harmony was not something that I was really raised on. So perhaps you can talk about what it means to you and where it kind of came from in your background. Yeah. You wanna go first? Sure. Or? Okay. I'll go first. <laughs> um, it's interesting because when, when you posed us with this idea, I thought of a seesaw mm. for balance and how when you play on a seesaw um, in order to get balance you need to give and take right mm. and something needs to either weigh more on us or less mm. and um, and then to think of harmony actually I took a step back and it was like less of the seesaw and giving and taking and more of really looking at feeling and how we want to feel in a space when all the things are happening so we don't need to necessarily balance it, um, but we can we can have it feel um, balanced, I guess you could say, without having to be on that seesaw. And then just to back up a bit, your background is as uh, a coach. Mm -hmm. You worked for Lululemon for almost a decade and had this role to kind of usher a lot of the ambassadors through life change and balance. Mm -hmm. So this is something that you're completely in your wheelhouse. Yeah, yeah, it's, it, and, it, and it's work. So it's something that I also am working on all the time. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, but yes. Like self-work. Self-work. Yeah. yeah. So what does harmony mean to you, Rachel? I like, I like all your thoughts. <laughs> um, I couldn't help but just think about music, mm. you know, and all the different sounds and noise that's in our lives. Mm. And I have just gravitated towards uh, working with large groups. I even have a large family. I just blended my family and so there's seven of us now and you know I also work with the Park City Running Club and I have numerous coaches and literally sometimes 60 kids and then I've taught you know with the Park City School District and you know you're in classrooms with 30 kids. So I was thinking of Harmony more in that um, metaphor of how all the notes and sounds and people come mm. together to produce something that is really beautiful to hear or really beautiful to see or really peaceful or whatever that adjective is. And so when I was reflecting on the word harmony, I was thinking about how I orchestrate or compose or coach 
something that comes together with people in this really um, pleasing or relaxing way. And it means bringing in everyone and knowing everyone's strengths mm. and weaknesses and seeing how we all contribute to the group. Because um, you can't really leave any of the notes out. You can't really leave any of the, the kids or you know your husband or the other coaches out. So um, that's what I played around with a little bit in my mind. Is, I love that. Mm, yeah. And your background really is in bringing cohesion to groups. You were yes. a teacher at one of the elementary schools until recently, mm -hmm. and then you've gone back into real estate. And you said you're with the Park City Running Club, but you founded it. Right. I mean, talk about how that kind of evolved from a place of harmony for you. Well, it evolved because there there wasn't a running club <laughs> in town. <laughs> and my family, some of them, no, some of the kids do not enjoy running at all. And that's a whole nother topic. But um, some of our, our two daughters really love to run. Mm -hmm. And so it was out of a place of finding a running community for them to be a part of. And I kept waiting for something to happen. And then I eventually knew, oh, I need to take it upon myself and, and start it. And with that, yeah, it, it took a lot of different people coming in. And some have come and, and gone um, and building different relationships to make the running club what it is today and I, I still have one of the coaches who's been with me since the very beginning and and it is it's work we have to work on it we're constantly growing every every day we're figuring something out mm -hmm. or changing it to I, I guess you know I wasn't even thinking ever of the word harmony when I think of the running club but but to create this pleasing experience where we can all come together and get something out of it um, now, as you guys have arrived upon this balance, I mean, look at you, you're both so serene. And it seems like <laughs> you just sail through life. Was there, was there something that allowed you to get there? Was there a contrast, like disharmony or you know, um, difficulty that led you to pursue this? I'm just trying to encapsulate for other people who might think, wow, it just looks so easy. You know, I'm not there. You know, um, how did you stumble upon this or how did you find this as a way of of choosing to live um i think you you land it in the word choosing mm. so um personally what brought me out to park city was some tragedy on the east coast mm. and i realized in that tragedy that i could sit in a space of sadness and playing small and being really comfortable or i could see what was possible in the world um, and I, I got really uncomfortable. So moving halfway across the country to Park City, not knowing much about Utah and choosing that and choosing to put myself in uncomfortable situations actually is what brought harmony. Um, and we were talking earlier about uh, the unease that sometimes comes with how we were raised and hard work and all of these things and, and getting here, there's this beautiful balance of that. There's a beautiful balance of hard work and there's a beautiful balance of playing and ease and all of that comes with choice. Um, and like you said, it, every day it's different. Every day we get to kind of choose, okay, I get to do this again. What's it going to look like? Mm. Um, and that's why I think 
I personally have arrived, arrived at a place that does have ease because I've made very strategic choices to create, which is the name of my company, <laughs> a life that my husband and I absolutely love and, and we get to live every single day. So a catalyst brought you to a place of discomfort which led you to kind of finding ease. this. Yeah. yeah. Choosing. Yeah. Not yeah. finding, yeah, because it's not accidental. No, right? It's no, like very deliberate, and it takes um, effort that can sometimes lead to effortlessness. Mm -hmm. But I think it really takes dedication in order to realize, oh, I don't have to live in a way that is causing discomfort or unhappiness, right? right? And that can sometimes be really uncomfortable because I think a lot of times like we get attached to our story mm -hmm. right and it's easy to say oh well this is happening to me rather than wait a minute I can actually choose something different and that can be scary yeah what about you Rachel I have to go back yet yeah, to I, I guess a tragedy divorce um, it's taught me so much about what I'm capable of with relationships and harmony in relationships I have um, an ex-husband from my first marriage that has an ex-wife and I learned so much from that relationship and it really is sacred to me because coming into the relationship at that time I knew my ex-husband had when I was married to him had this ex-wife who I was a little intimidated by and I easily could have been like "Ooh, I want nothing to do with her I don't want to be around her when your daughter is here um, let's just keep it between the three of us but very early on, and I was in my early 20s, I was like, wait, there is something to this woman. Number one, I'm gonna learn a lot from her. And, and two, there's something that I, I think I'm intimidated a little bit by, by her because I admire her. There's something about her that I really admire. And so I had to like kind of strip myself of all my insecurities and kind of dive in to create this relationship with mm -hmm his ex-wife and still to this day we have a very deep relationship she came to my wedding so did my mm. ex-husband and then it kind of transferred over into she had relationships with my personal kids and we were able to have this harmonious relationship but it was definitely a choice it was really hard I had some lows you know there were certain boundaries you had to put in place but making that choice to say wait I do not want the, the mother of my then husband's child to not have some sort of relationship with us and it just continued to grow. And the same thing has happened here in Park City. I've just been recently remarried and um, have been with him for eight years. I've been with Chris for eight years, but also have worked really hard on a relationship with his ex-wife. and. Um, we truly have a, a special bond and a, and a special friendship. And I think having a relationship that's really positive with my now current ex, <laughs> I mean, my current husband's ex-wife, it just helps create that harmony with the kids. They feel so safe. There's never any mm. negativity or tension, you know, or like just those hateful, dark, feelings because there's harmony in the relationships with the parents, you know, which are were kind of the umbrella that, you know, it all trickles down from. So it's, it's been tough, but it's possible. 
it is um, possible. to create harmony with that. And your but, wedding this summer was one of my favorites. It was yeah. so beautiful. It was a total blending. Mm -hmm. Ex-husbands, ex-wives, stepchildren, ex-in-laws. Yeah. Everyone was part of this whole blended family. And I think to get there, you're right. People have to like let their guard down and yes. really confront ego, right? Yes. Which I think gets in the way of so much of our own progress. Yeah. Um, Absolutely. Can you talk a little bit about how you do that? Because it's so difficult, you know, it's like to see ourselves in that vulnerable place and as someone who is making mistakes or maybe not making the choices that we're proud of, you know, it's, it's really hard to go there, yeah. right? So how do you do that and like make peace and forgive yourself in order to live that kind of openness? Well, yeah, you just said what I was going to uh -huh. say. <laughs> you have to forgive yourself. Like yeah. when you don't meet your own expectations, I think we probably all have these really high expectations for ourselves and the people around us. You know, I have to practice, practice forgiveness all the time for mm -hmm. myself first. I really have to work on being kind to myself. And um, it's, it's a daily thing. I'm, I'm really my own worst enemy at times. And when I focus on the harmony of my family, hmm. then I know that I have to be the role model in being kind to myself, and then it will pour over. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, and I mean, to add to what you're saying and to agree, there's this space of vulnerability yeah. and ease in being gentle with ourselves. Mm -hmm. we're, we're all in this together, right? And we get to do it. And if we're not gentle, and, and careful and caring to ourselves, how are we going to show up for other people? Right. Yeah. It does have to start with, yeah. with us, you know. And, and what and a great example over. for your kids. Yeah. Well, they love it. In fact, they have said, I just love that you're divorced, Mom. And I'm like, <laughs> okay, wait a minute. Is this the right role model for my kids? But it's because we have harmony. They mm -hmm. get to go to their dad's house and have this special relationship with him and, and his family, and then which is our family. And mm -hmm. then they get to come home and they have Chris, this other incredible role model, and Molly. And it, you know, it just keeps layering and layering out. And it's, it's because it is pleasing. It is safe. Safe, mm -hmm. you know. Yeah. No, I love that. Um, I think a lot of the ways we can affect our relationships really starts with ourselves, yeah. right? And um, can you talk about how that has changed over the years? And Michelle, you were saying that um, tragedy kind of brought you here and you were able to kind of crack things open. Has that relationship with yourself really evolved over that process? Yes, I mean, mm -hmm. I think it's, it's ever evolving. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. um, I, I do this morning practice every morning mm. and to reflect and to look back and to set intentions going into a day and it's always evolving and I think that until we start to live on purpose we feel like life is happening to us mm. and you mentioned that earlier and time flies like it's a new day every day and it's it's an it's the holiday is already upon us and it's like time is flying and if you're living in a space where it's happening to you it goes even faster mm -hmm. i think um so yes evolving into being very very aware of 
when I need self-care, of when I need to show up for someone else, when, when I need to take a good look and be honest with where I'm at. And it might not look pretty, it might not be where I wanna be, but being able to be so present and aware to then shift um, is a huge, it's a huge gift. And it's not always easy. It's, it takes work, but yeah. um, the awareness piece there, I think is, is really key. That's fantastic. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, I totally agree. I think that we can get caught up in things and then we feel just like it's this uh, like snowball rolling down a hill where we've got all these duties and we have this busyness and we feel like a slave to our own lives. And um, I think that's when the negative kind of thought mm -hmm. patterns can really start affecting us and um, really affect our relationships, right? Because then we're on autopilot and that's when I think the worst kind of habits can come to the surface. Mm -hmm. And I catch myself all the time, you know, where I'm like shifting between work into mom gear and trying to um, cook dinner for my kids and run them around to practices. And, and I can find myself being really unintentional and like saying things or acting in a way that I'm just like, wait, I have to actually slow down and I have mm -hmm. to make that time for myself. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, and I mean, you also said it earlier with choice, right? So mm -hmm. when we do get into these spirals, how do we look at the choices that we made? Because we are busy. I do not like that word. I call it the B word. I'm like, let's call it full. It's full. Yeah. Yeah. And, but we, it's, it's default, right? People ask, how are you? I'm, I'm so busy. Things are so busy. But everything that we choose, everything we're doing, we chose. We chose to say yes to X. We chose to say no here, or we chose to, I was laughing, I was rushing this morning because I'm walking my dog and I'm impatient, and one of my words for the day was patience, Yeah. because I chose to take longer getting ready. And that's okay, that was a choice of myself, but it's all choice. Yeah. And when we can look at that, like, can we say no to certain things so that we can say yes to other things? And yeah. that's a constant. <laughs> One thing I'm still working on that I'm being kind to myself about, but is you said that you do intentions every morning, and I have such a hard time doing a, a repeated act. I'm not very good at being consistent. I'm too sporadic and, you know, all over the place. And Chris wakes up every morning and he does his abs and his push-ups. I'm saying this. <laughs> he has done it for years. Every You're welcome. morning he does it, okay? And I, every morning, to be able to get up and do the same thing every day, but I'm not wired that way. Mm -hmm. So do you have a hard time making that intention every day? Is it, how do you, how do you do it? Yeah. How do you, what, is it, what um, does that look like? I go back to being gentle with myself. Yes. So there are bouts <laughs> that I am like on it and there are many times where I fall off of it. Yeah. Um, and I can tell when I start to fall off that I need to come back. Yeah. So um, recently I made myself this beautiful like space it has this nice leather cushion and I, I buy myself a nice candle and I set the scene. Like I'll have good music on and a cup of coffee and like make it my time. Mm -hmm. And it can take 10 minutes and that's it. And some people say like, oh, well, I don't have 10 minutes in the morning. I set my alarm 10 minutes earlier. Yeah. Sometimes I don't want to get up, um, but it's, I always will do the same things when I am doing them. Mm -hmm. um, and then I try to be really aware of how I feel once I'm doing that routine and that practice. Um, and I'm gentle with myself. So yes, it's, yeah. I'm not an every single day I would love yeah. to be, um, but when I can come back to it is, is key. 
I like the setting, the scene. Like I like the visualization mm. of like, oh, there's this beautiful place that is Yours. Well, the intention is to go there. I yeah. like that. Yeah, that's good. And and you can make it yours, like right. whatever that is for you. Yeah. Is. And running's always been that for me. Mm -hmm. Whenever I'm not running, I'm at my worst. You know, if I take time off from running, whether it be an injury or don't have the time, mm -hmm. it it doesn't work. It just doesn't work for me. I have to run. You know. Um, and that's when I get that reflection, like I don't run with music or anything like that. I was like going to ask you that. I like, just you, listen to yeah. the sounds in my head, <laughs> whatever is going on. Yeah. There's um, a funny phrase that I've heard around meditation where if someone says, you don't, you know, I don't have time to meditate, that means that they probably need right. even more <laughs> yeah. time. And I yeah. think self-care can kind of be the same way, like we'll push it off because it's uncomfortable. Right, it is uncomfortable to like sit in that space and to really be vulnerable, like you were saying, Michelle, and look at things that we can be doing to allow ourselves to choose the things and be more intentional. So I think mm -hmm. it's really common to just push it away mm -hmm. and say, "I'm too busy. I don't have mm -hmm. the time." Yeah. You know, who doesn't have ten minutes? Right. 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 Um, well, and I think you made a good point when you said running. Like, it also doesn't need to be sitting on a cushion in your right. home. Like, that to someone might right. be just so bizarre. Right. Um, so it could, finding what it is. Like, is it being up in the mountains in silence? Is it running? Like, what is it? And then, right. and then where are we really actually being intentional with it? Because are we constantly filling our ears with music so we don't have to mm -hmm. listen to what's coming in right um, and finding that for ourselves of like that's where it's uncomfortable to go in work yeah. well and so I yeah. have that habit of um, I'm new to running I feel like and so I do kind of tap out I put music in but can you guys like talk about what does that feeling feel like to feel centered because I think maybe some people don't even know mm. you know we spend so much time like on technology we're scheduled we're busy we're full but what does it actually feel like to create that space for yourself? Like what is that runner's high or that moment of clarity or like talk about the physical sensations? Uh, for me it's um, yeah, just like inner peace, you know, where anything that you can or can't control, you know, oh, I will get to that or I have the tools to achieve, you know, what I need to do today, like I am just at peace with who I am in this moment, you know? Um, and, and peace sometimes to me though looks really energized, like peaceful to me isn't yet necessarily sitting, you know, in this really calming place. Sometimes peace to me is when we are all cheering and excited and there's not a care in the world, you know? Mm -hmm. um, because we just finished a really hard workout all together, you know, all the athletes and, and we come together. Uh, gosh, I mean, you could, I could ramble about it because there's so many different emotions mm -hmm. that, you know, I feel after a run or mm -hmm. when I'm in complete harmony. Um, mm -hmm. But it's like a feeling of clarity yeah. or togetherness yeah. or not yeah. stress, like yeah. ease. Yeah. yeah. What about you? Well, I was going to say harmony. It feels like <laughs> harmony in, in your body, mm -hmm. really. Um, and it's funny because uh, from running specifically, I'll run sometimes very intentionally with music. And mm -hmm. then I'll run in the freezing cold with no music. And like, you can feel, you can, 
you're just so aware that you can feel the cold on your skin. You can feel your lungs burning when yeah. you're trying to get through yeah. it. Um, but there's this calm inside of your body that allows your brain to have a bit more clarity. And when you, like, it, you're energized after that. Um, and I guess it would just be that balance of harmony in your body. Yeah. 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 For me, I find that, like, the worry tends to slip away when mm -hmm. I'm in that good space, whether it's meditating or exercising or being outside. Mm -hmm. And the feeling of urgency dissipates. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So it kind of feels like the things that need to get done bubble up and I can see clearly what it is that is immediately needed. And then the other mm -hmm. things that I might just be like monkey braining mm -hmm. about fall away. Right. Or the worry is like, well, it doesn't matter right now. You know, mm -hmm. I think um, for me, that ease feels more like the things that matter are there and the other things just, it doesn't matter. You mm -hmm. know, hardly anything mm -hmm. really matters what yeah. we're worrying about, right? Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of emotion that comes up in, in running specifically mm. or meditation mm. when we are quiet, I think. And that can be, it's, th this light bulb just went off while you were saying that because my tragedy back east my first um, resolve to that was running. And I would run and I would cry and I would run and I would cry. And, um, and that was meditation. That was working through something. And I never looked at it at that time as meditation. Um, but now as you're saying that and we're looking forward, it's emotion comes up in it right. too. That, that your body actually is allowed to have, to feel, yeah. I think is, is the yeah. biggest thing. You actually can feel. Yeah, I always, uh... I know it's not the safest when you're on trails alone, but I always try to leave my phone behind unless there is something urgent, you know, because I feel like when you have that phone, those dings and the vibrations and everything, it just totally disrupts me. And then my run, my run won't feel peaceful mm -hmm. and harmonious like I was talking about, because those aren't the noises that I want to be listening to. I, it will not be pleasing at all. And so I try to just leave everything behind and you know, it's it sunk in what you were saying too about I'm leaving everything behind so I can focus on what's important to me in this moment um, while I'm on that run, you know? Mm -hmm. but. Yeah, that's fantastic. I think um, being able to identify that as something that will help all of us move through and kind of process things is mm -hmm. really important because I feel like a lot of people don't know that that's even a feeling of calmness that you can create within yeah. yourself, yeah. right? So I love that little nugget. Yeah. Um, do you have any other tips? You've talked about having kind of a daily routine and setting time aside. Is there anything else that you think is helpful in creating this space or process? I think I can use the word intention, even though mm -hmm. I might not use it as often. I think I'll start now. <laughs> Just being so intentional with the relationships that you want to be those notes in your song or the chapters in your book or whatever it is that creates harmony. Like, Just not only being kind to yourself, but going a little bit farther to create those deeper relationships, even if it makes you feel uncomfortable. I mean, even sometimes with my stepkids, it's a little more uncomfortable to 
dig a little more or just be intentional about, oh, wait, I need to be quiet. I don't need to talk for the next two hours, you know? But like really thinking about the relationships that are in your lives that create harmony for you and how you can continue to foster those um, and, and being so intentional about it, like really thinking about each individual person and, and what it all looks like when it comes together or maybe you're just creating your own little song. You know, maybe it's just that I'm thinking particularly right now about, um, you know, last night I, was, I wasn't with my kids. I was with my stepkids and Chris and just thinking about those little conversations that we had, keeping the harmony. You want them to go to bed at night feeling really good and peaceful and happy in the space, but it all is out of intention and being thoughtful about it each contribution, you know? And I'm not trying to say overthink it, but um, that's something that I'm just gonna continue to work on and focus on with my intention in these relationships that I, it, I, I'm so lucky to have them in my life, you know? Yeah. So really taking advantage of them and mm -hmm. working on that. I love that. I, one tip or tool, I guess, to share, um, I feel like a lot of what we've been talking about is feeling and mm -hmm. harmony being connected to feeling. And um, I recently started this to feel list. So in the mornings, like you have your to-do list, but I'll make it to feel like, what do I actually want to feel like today? Mm. And then I'll look at like, my to-do list has to get done. So how can I even pair some of those things, right? So in, they can be fun, they can be, one of mine for today is to laugh out loud. I don't know where it's gonna happen mm -hmm. if you guys have jokes. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But, but really, right, like yeah. to, to intentionally just look at, okay, what do I want to feel today? Um, so trying that, we all make our to-do list, maybe next year to-do list, writing a to-feel list and seeing. Oh my gosh, um, I love that. It's kind of fun and yes. fun to do it with your kids, I'm sure. And oh, yeah. just again, and then we're intentional throughout that day and we're hyper aware throughout that day of, and like I said, one of mine was patience and I, could be very aware when I wasn't being patient. Yeah. And it's like, okay, come back. Yeah. What, is, what does that look like? So that's a little tool, something for people to take that's fun. Yeah, I, I love that. that. I, I do try as I'm learning these tools myself to extend that to my kids. And mm -hmm. you know, they'll have frustration, they'll have anger, they'll have disappointment, as well as all the positive emotions. And I love to just remind them that they can choose. You know, it doesn't mean ignoring or like pretending that the emotion's not there, but it's like moods and emotions are just things that pass through us and they don't have to define us. And so allowing them that, um, that freedom or that permission to actually be in control or decisive about how they wanna feel, I think is something that, that is helpful as a, as a mom. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Well, I've super loved having this conversation <laughs> with you guys and um, I wanted to invite you to share some social media handles and ways that people can follow your, your businesses and get in touch with you. Absolutely. You can visit parkcityrunningclub.com <laughs> to learn, uh, learn more about our youth nonprofit 501c3 uh, running organization. I am the founder and also a head coach but we definitely feel um, that we empower our athletes to go the distance, not only on the trails, but also in, in their lives with character and friendships 
and community. And for my um, company, you can be, visit uh, on Instagram, Create Possibility. And it is essentially a vision and goal coaching program. Um, we do one-on-one -on -one coaching, we do corporate coaching, and we also do community experiences. Um, and my gift to the world is to create space for others to live their best lives. That's awesome. Well, thank you so much for joining us on the Ignite podcast, where we were talking today about Harmony. Wild Women Tribe is um, a group that creates transformational experiences for women outdoors. And we've done a lot of partnerships with um, women-owned and run businesses in town. You can visit us on Facebook or Instagram and also wildwomentribe.net. Um, Ignite Podcast is brought to you in partnership by Park City Television, who is our media sponsor. And you are able to find us on SoundCloud, um, YouTube, and there's lots of other episodes with women creating and inspiring other women around them. So I hope you listen to the other podcasts, follow us along, send them along to your friends, and tune in next time. Thanks. Oh, 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 oh,